I'm Stu Whiffin. And I'm Adam Richardson. And not only are we the editors of Pod Bible Magazine, we're also your hosts for the Pod Bible Podcast. The podcast podcast where podcasters talk to podcasters about podcasts and podcasting. It doesn't get more meta than that, right? Hello and welcome to episode number 26 of the Pod Bible Podcast. My name is Adam Richardson and with me today is... Stu Whiffin. And we are here to talk about all things podcast. Last week, if you missed out... You missed out big. That's what what happened. And we would suggest that you go back. And I'll tell you what I'd suggest. I would suggest that you subscribe to the Pod Bible Podcast. That way you won't miss a trick. Every single week, yeah, just pop up on your listening device. But... Adam, I'll leave you to tell them what they missed out on last week. Okay, I'll give a quick rundown because we had three great guests. In fact, altogether we had four because our first guest was David and Joe from Gossip Mongers. David L and Joe Wilkinson, that's how you start a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Um, we completed the Gossip Mongers set and we were very pleased about it. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Kathy from Cinemile, uh, one half of Cinemile, and uh, she'll be back uh, at a later date to talk about that podcast. And then we also had Stu's best friend, Rich Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, back to the job at hand, which is um, getting episode 26 rolling. So first of all, we have uh, the wonderful Rihanna Coleman telling us all about her podcast. Right, hello. We are here with Rihanna from the BBC Earth podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm so good, thanks. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. That's okay. Well, it's very simple. Uh, To start off with, we would just like you to tell us, what is the BBC Earth podcast? The BBC Earth podcast is a storytelling podcast all about nature, about animals, science and habitats all over the planet. And it's told by the people who experience them, whether they are camera operators, producers, directors, scientists who work on all of our latest Attenborough landmark shows or people like you and I um, who are based all over the world and Every episode is bound together by a theme, um, normally derived from one of the landmark shows. So, for example, the series we're working on right now, Series 3, is all based around Seven Worlds, One Planet. Mm-hmm. So every episode we feature a story, a kind of behind-the-scenes, deleted scenes, sneak peek into what it's like on location. And they'll normally give us a tidbit or like a really dramatic story which uh, gives us insight into what it's like filming on location. And then, yeah, we hear about three or four other stories from all over the planet. It can be really heart-wrenching. It can be an education. Uh, We try and make sure that every episode people take a learning from it. It might be discovering a completely new habitat. It might be diving a bit deeper into a species that we thought we were quite well versed in but actually we have an expert that can really pick it apart and tell us about the history and often well, for this series often it's um, stories about extinction and conservation so it's really an interesting process but mm. hopefully an educational one as well as entertaining. Cool. So who come up with the, the format for, for the podcast? So it was within our BBC Earth digital team. So myself and my colleague as head of production at BBC Studios, Liz Janes, we formulated this idea for the BBC Earth podcast because we realised that we have this mega social media following and it's global. And 
we do amazing original video content on YouTube and we have this really engaged Facebook audience and Instagram audience and we just thought we hadn't yet broken into the audio space. So when it came to format, we looked at all of our other content that does really well online and for us that was articles, that was longer form video, short form video on YouTube and ultimately BBC Earth is synonymous with Attenborough Mm -hmm. and we tell stories about the natural world so it made sense to allow that to kind of transcend into the audio space as well so yeah and the other part of the kind of inspiration behind it for me personally I love soul music podcast and that is created by our friends down in BBC Bristol and I just love that format the whole idea that you have one theme in this case a song and maybe four or five people's accounts of what that means to them so I love the idea of stitching together a lot of people's stories to kind of equate to this overarching theme yeah Cool. So that's how it's formed. And, and so you say that the episodes sort of link back to the, the big BBC shows, mm. but it's a standalone podcast as well, right? You don't right. need to have seen the, seen the show. Totally. And that's actually really important. That's a really good point. So there are podcasts out there that are kind of companion shows, mm. commentary, um, unpack what you saw in the shows. But we really wanted this to stand on its own, as you say, and offer something a little bit different. We really wanted to engage with that podcast audience because it was a completely untapped area for us. And what we learned about podcast listeners that is that they are curious thinkers. And yeah, it was really important to us that people who were tuning in didn't have to have watched that week. They didn't even have had to have watched any of the show. But at least they would take something from BBC Earth as a brand, learn something new, engage with the animals, engage with the habitats and kind of broaden their natural history uh, knowledge, so to speak. Cool. And is there a particular episode that you're particularly fond of or proud of or or one that you'd recommend for for brand new listeners? Every single one. (laughs) (laughs) They're not not time sensitive. They're not time sensitive at all. What's really nice about seeing our growth from series one through to series three is we've really played around with the types of content that we've explored. So for series one was tied to dynasties. So we had a story from uh, each episode's producer, camera operator and so on in each episode. And then series two, we didn't have a show to bind it to. So we looked to the kind of pillars of content that we turned to for BBC Earth content and This one was science and we were also covering sustainability. So we had this journey that we wanted to cover, which was a bit of an odd one from sustainability into science or into space. And that was really interesting for us. It was a real challenge because we weren't leaning on themes that were presented to us or kind of easily came out of um, the show itself. So an episode that I really love, I'm really proud of series one, episode one, for obvious reasons. It was that entry, but a particular story in that one is a story of a guy called Eric Grandin. He's a US veteran. And that whole episode is about new beginnings, not to give too much away, but this particular story is about Eric's struggle with PTSD and how he looks after this beehive and it gives him a new sense of purpose. And I won't go on anymore, but there's a lot of twists and turns in his story, and you get really emotionally connected to Eric. Everyone that's listened to it has told me that they just break down in tears. We were in the office just listening through the rough, 
the three of us. So myself, Liz, and um, Cara, who's another exec producer on the podcast, which is there in tears. So that was one. And then I would also say episode four of series three. I spoke to a deep sea biologist called Diva. Mm. What a name. Yeah. And she goes down in submersibles and studies the deep sea floor. And we talked about how she's very similar to an astronaut. (laughs) She's basically exploring areas that no one has ever been to before. They're the first to discover habitats and different species. And in this episode, she talks about the impact humanity has on untouched places. So the very deep sea floor, again, won't spoil it, but there's a really heart-wrenching story that she tells about um, a discovery they make on the deep sea floor in an area no one has ever been to before. And it's traces of human impact and it's really, really sad. But they're really, you can really connect with it. You can really reflect on your own life and it joins the dots between these far lands that you only read about or see on your TV screens. And it makes it all very real because somebody that you're chatting to has actually experienced that firsthand and seen kind of the detrimental effects, whether it's of climate change or literally human carelessness. Mm. Wow, amazing. Mm. So it sounds like they're quite immersive episodes. And I imagine with the BBC, they're going to be really well produced and you've got lots of archive sound library stuff that you can use yeah we have a really really talented team down in bristol who make the thing emily knight eliza lomas and james kirk are our team down in bristol um emily is also the presenter i always tell her that she has this really like meditative voice it's so calming Mm. it's perfect for natural history and uh they all have this amazing way of taking a could be half an hour, could be 45 minutes interview and condensing it down into maybe six minutes. You guys know it's so difficult to do. And they're really talented at weaving together a story and signposting it really smartly along the way. So Emily will kind of chime in and just give a bit of background context. And it's never an interview format where you hear the two of them interacting. It very much leans on the contributor just telling their story and giving them space. And Emily's really there just to steer the ship. So they're really amazing at constructing each sequence. But as you say, the sound effects, the music choice, it all feels really fresh and it all feels really modern. And I think that's what we were uh, really keen to embed in this podcast is to make sure that it fits in with the podcast landscape that it feels new it feels current and it's relevant for absolutely anyone who would want to tune in I think what we've noticed with our tv programs with our tune-in age getting younger and younger more and more people are interested in natural history and learning about climate change and we wanted to really make the podcast as relevant to them and as listenable to them as well. So the sound effects are really important to us and the team have this amazing ability of making it sound immersive and not just stitched in to a company. I didn't say we're talking about travelling down to the deep sea. The kind of sounds of, you would expect, bubbles and so on, but actually there's like an eeriness and an atmosphere that they create before you even realise that you're in the deep sea. They're brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rihanna. Absolute pleasure. 
Thank you so much, Rihanna. And uh, that's one of the first ones where we've had somebody who is kind of a producer yeah. and, and a sort of a, like a behind-the-scenes role. So it's particularly interesting to to hear a different perspective, not just somebody who hosts. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, and, of course, Rihanna has already been on previous episodes recommending some very good podcasts, so go back and have a listen to those. Uh, should we have a quick break? Let's do that. Okay, welcome back. Um, coming up next, we have our first recommendation. Who we got? We have Stuart Goldsmith, the host of the Comedians Comedian podcast. Com com. That's what it's called, right? Com com. That's what the that, hipsters are called. I think that's it, right? what people in the know call it. The yeah. com com pod. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Up next with a recommendation is Stuart Goldsmith from The Comedian's Comedian. Hello, Stuart. Hello there. Hello. Uh, what have you been listening to? What would you like to recommend to us? Today, uh, I am going to recommend Meaningful Money, which is, I, I hope it's a curveball recommendation, but that's not why I'm recommending it. I try to be honest about what things I genuinely listen to most often, the Good. things I most often check in with. Because there are lots of comedy podcasts I like, but I don't really follow them slavishly. This one, and it's not really, a, it's not officially a sister podcast to it, but the Property Podcast. They've been on each other's shows, that kind of thing. Um, okay. It's basically about investment and savings. And I'm a stand-up comedian, and I do 20,000 miles a year-ish in the name of comedy. I spend a lot of time on my own. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to use some of that time. I've been doing it for years, so we're talking hundreds of thousands of miles. I think every comic thinks, every driver thinks, I could learn Mandarin. <laughs> I could learn, at the very least, Spanish, you know, whilst I'm driving. <laughs> Never got round to that. Thanks to Meaningful Money, I have learned about inflation and pensions and uh, enterprise investment schemes. <laughs> you know, stuff wow. that is... Okay. It, it, some, of, some of the stuff I uh, am not putting into practice, some of it isn't relevant to me. I guess the podcast is pitched at... I think it's pitched to everyone, but I would imagine its biggest following is among people who are in their 50s who are thinking, right, 50s and 60s, who are either thinking, I haven't got enough in my pension, or how can I take stuff out of my pension in the most tax-efficient way? Like, I can't believe I'm recommending it, but I'm evangelical about it. Every comic <laughs> I talk to in a dressing room, I go, what are you... They, I, they often talk to me about my podcast, and while we're on the subject of podcasting, I like to divert them into going, have you heard Meaningful Money? It's going to change your life. <laughs> and how, how many people have said yes? Oh, loads of people. I've got loads of people listening to this. And what's okay. really good is very, very occasionally you'll meet someone else who, whether or not they're a fan of that podcast, they're into money, and you go, mm. oh, yeah, are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that as well. Pound cost averaging, it just makes sense. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's like having a little secret funny thing because my life is i'm lucky in many ways my life is uh, has no routine it's full of adventure and excitement it's often full of boring travel to get to the adventure and excitement i think yeah. a lot of things in this sphere are aimed at people who want to escape the rat race now i'm very lucky i'm not in the rat race i'm obviously i am in some ways elements of it are inescapable mm. i've got to pay the mortgage but if you ever read The 4-Hour Work Week, which is a book I, I recommend, you've got to take it with a pinch of salt. You won't necessarily like the guy who's... Uh, his character is very American. I think if you're British, it's quite easy to go, all right, mate, calm down. But it's aimed at people who are trapped in the rat race, and it's quite fun. You get a sort of vicarious thrill reading it as someone who actually is very happily freelance. Um, because you so go, oh, yeah, I can put these some of these things into play, but not from a, from a position of... Oh God, I've got to change my life. You know, same with yeah. same with meaningful money. Same with the property podcast. They are just 
it's you just learn stuff that you should have been taught in school. Do you understand inflation? Not really. No, I didn't. <laughs> Listen to the meaningful money. This, I haven't even talked about the guy. Pete Matthew is his name. He's a very avuncular... I think he sounds older than he is. I've seen a picture of him and I didn't like it. It didn't match up with the him in my head. <laughs> yeah, um, that's always a problem. But it? he's an yeah. avuncular-sounding northern guy who... Uh, just explain stuff. He has this lovely verbal tick of saying, it, not not quite mm K like the guy from South Park, but mm-hmm. he'll go, so what it is, it's all about pensions and ices. Okay? Like that. And it's just right. this lovely, honestly, you feel like he's standing over you, putting a calming hand on your shoulder <laughs> as you panic about your financial future. And I think that there are special effects. That there's a little, he says, let's put a timer down there, and it kind of goes like that. I, I imagine he is podcasting YouTube episodes. I'm fairly sure that's what's going on. I've not quite understood that, and I've never watched his stuff on YouTube. If that is what he's doing, it works completely fine as a standalone podcast. I imagine if you want to sit there with a spreadsheet in front of you, or he'll show you spreadsheet examples he's using, then it'll function well on YouTube as well. How did you discover it initially? Was it a case that you were it, it was something you were interested in, or something that you thought that you should be interested no, in? Well, it's something I suppose or? I thought. I mean, I think we all think mm. we should be interested anyone freelance yeah. who doesn't have a pension is thinking oh god every time pensions come up you go oh god it's it's like exercise oh no when am i gonna get around to that you know yeah and when you're you know you're supposedly a proper adult you feel like uh, you should start knowing about some of these things yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. so i don't know how i got to it maybe i was listening to the property podcast and then that got me into meaningful money because he appeared on it and i was like okay. oh, i want to hear more from this guy i think it was maybe some sort of cross-promotional thing Yes, I feel sorry. I started a track earlier on there of asking you if you knew how inflation works. Get this, right? In as much as I understand it, if you right. put 100 quid in the bank, it degrades at 3% a year, right? You don't lose that money, but the spending power of that money reduces at 3% a year because inflation is just the fact that everything keeps costing more and more. Everything yeah. rises with inflation, and a little bit of inflation is good, so the government try and keep it roughly at a little bit of inflation because that means it's not in deflation, which can spiral into recession. So they want to keep a little bit of inflation because that's like a buffer, a safeguard against deflation. So mm-hmm. if you put 100 quid in the bank, the spending power of it a year later is 97 quid. So if you put it in the bank at 4%, you're really only, in real terms, making 1%. Isn't that incredible? So you, that is actually. Yeah. I, I I had to shut my eyes then for a minute just be, to make sure I was taking it incorrectly, but that was pretty easy to understand. So if you are getting your money and squirrelling it away under your bed, <laughs> or yeah. you know in a safe, it's that's terrible. It is it's it's reducing. It's kind of getting it's shrinking as it sits yeah. there, but not because the money itself is going down, but because the cost of everything is going up. So you have to save it in such a way that you beat that roughly three percent year on year inflation. So just it's not like I've suddenly like started doing that or taken a huge amount of action. I have started kind of no. a lot of his stuff because there's only I guess there is a limited amount you can say about the different types of pension you can get and mm-hmm. the limited amount you can say about the stuff. Like the property podcast, he's very very which is Rob uh, Bents and Rob Dix who are a couple of property developers, kind of DIY property developers who are now pro who have a similar sort of thing. I mean, I'll let people discover that on their own. I find it very uh, entertaining and enjoyable. Um, Again, they're very good presenter presences. A lot of it is just hearing how they talk about stuff. The relationship between them is very interesting. But what they're great at doing, and I don't mean that they're recycling content at all. I mean, Mm. they're really good at getting the most out of a subject, a really holistic approach to a subject. So 
Pete Matthew on Meaningful Money will go, right, we're doing a season now. This season is called The New Accumulators, and it's about people who are new to the idea of saving. So section one is going to be about goal setting. Section two is going to be about working out, you know, working out what your goals are, then how to stick to your goals. Section three is going to be what happens when your goals slip or change or, you know, a lot of it, the the wisdom that I'm distilling from it personally, a lot of it is come up with a plan, stick to a plan, don't get wowed when your mate says, hey, I've just made a grand on Bitcoin. You know, like Mm. recognising that things like that happen, kind of outside influences that come into your financial plans and make you get all giddy for a minute. So basically, he's really good at teaching you what your dad or mum would have taught you if they were a financial planner. That's what it that's what it's like. Yeah. And it feels almost like a father figure doing it. It does a little bit. Things. I don't think yes. he's that much older than me, but in terms of his <laughs> wisdom and numbers, he's way older yes. than me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So, so yeah, it sounds as if, you know, there might be a particular subject that you're wanting to learn about and you can just have a scroll through and, and find yeah. a particular episode or a series. Absolutely. I went mad on it for about six months. I don't listen to it that frequently now, but I always mm. check in with it. I always check in with it and go, what's this latest one? What's that? Is that relevant to me? And I'm so grateful to him because it's one of the brilliant things about podcasting. Uh, You know, honourable mention for Dan Carlin's Hardcore History as well. You know, you just get to learn when you spend time on your own doing boring motorway drives. And I have a lot of listeners who are marathon runners and dog walkers and uh, long distance drivers. You get to actually use that stuff. You know, sometimes I'm interested in entertainment, but I get a lot of that at work, (laughs) you know. So, yeah. So actually, it's really interesting to go, oh, it's like that thing, like there's no excuse now. Now that everyone can get an internet connection, there's really no excuse for not educating yourself Hmm. and learning how the world works. But these things make it easy and fun. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Stuart, for that recommendation. You're so welcome. Thanks so much, Stuart, for that recommendation. And pretty cool, I think, to have something a little bit different. I think that's the first economics podcast we've had recommended on here. So, yeah, go and and have a listen if that sounded of interest to you. Uh, Coming up now, we have our second recommendation, and it is with Rume Ugin, who is the host of Cheap Chat. Uh, We recorded this one a little while back, actually, uh, but the recommendation is still very relevant, talking about a very popular podcast. Take it away, Rume. Okay, we're here with Rume from Cheap Chat, and we would love to hear a podcast recommendation from you. Okay, um, well, I've already said that, you know, I love these girls so much, and um, yeah, my podcast recommendation would be The Receipts. Um, you know, I just really think it's great to have, you know, some feisty females um, bringing a new kind of agenda to the mix, to the podcasting game, and the fact that they've done so well um, is really amazing as well. Um, and I just love the fact that they kind of talk about sex and relationships in a real, real way that's kind of unfiltered. They're not afraid to talk about anything, and you know that's kind of why I enjoy listening. What is the, the sort of structure of the podcast? Is it just a, a complete relaxed chat? Well, the way I um, describe it to people is, <laughs> it's kind of like you know when you're on the bus 
in London, sometimes there's some very loud girls on the bus, right? <laughs> and like, this is what, if you're at a bus in South London, like, this is what I think of when I think about the receipts. It's like, and you overhear their conversation, and you're like, whose life are they talking about? Like, how can that person have so much drama? So um, the format is they kind of talk about their life and then they kind of delve into um, messages that they've received from their listeners. And uh, it's all kind of like girls who are reaching out to them for some real life advice. And it's not just about dating and relationships. It's about all aspects of life. You know, there's one about a guy whose uh, girlfriend's parents um, wouldn't accept him because he was from a different cultural background and things like that. So um, it really does touch on some really good um, issues as well. Cool. How did you discover it? So that was actually a recommendation from my sister. So my sister um, kind of got into this whole podcasting thing um, long before me. So she's kind of like my my go-to and I'm like, you know, what should I be listening to? And that is the podcast that made me start reaching out and looking at other podcasts. And how does your sister feel about the fact that you've now got your own podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she likes it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if she should listen to it, though, because uh, (laughs) we can be quite crude and I notoriously have a potty mouth as well. Um, So I'm literally just like, can you just listen to it with just, you know, take everything I say with a pinch of salt and just pretend (laughs) that's not me when I'm talking about things that are really crude. Just kind of just wear a filter, a sister filter, and be like, yeah, no, she's not actually talking about her. That's (laughs) all those other confessions that i make on the podcast that you know you don't really want your family to hear so yeah yeah so the receipts has obviously influenced your podcast in in many ways yeah just in terms of i love the fact how you can tell that they're really good friends and you know they're really close um you can't fake that can you you can't fake that and that's why when i was um making my podcast it was so important to me to have to work with girls who I feel like there was a natural chemistry. I think there's nothing worse than when you listen to a podcast. Like when I listen, I want to know that these guys hang out mm. and I want to be intrigued enough to go and check them out on Instagram and see what they're doing. Oh, we went out on Friday night and oh, now they're talking about their night out on the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, oh, and they can make all those in jokes and all those references and, you know, kind of bring you in on that. And um, so I love that about their podcast. And that's definitely something that um, I think Cheap Chat has as well. Perfect. Lovely. Thank you very much, roommate, and thank you very much, listeners, for listening to the Pod Bible. We are launching the next issue of the magazine. So, of course, issue seven came out a couple of weeks ago now. Still available on the mm-hmm. website. We'll tell you about that in a second. But issue eight, we're doing a live show at Birmingham Podfest. Uh, there's information on our social media and on our website. If you want to get tickets, we're going to have them on stage. We're going to be talking about podcasting. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please do come along. Absolutely. It'd be lovely to see you. That'll be me, you, and Scroobius Pip. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay, so it's the outro bit now. So this is where we uh, we tell you what you need to do. So first of all, subscribe. Yeah. Do you know what? First of all, thank you ever so much for listening. I should say that should be nice first, shouldn't I? Before I start asking people to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Butter people up before you start exactly. demanding stuff. Schmooze. Yeah. And we're on social media, right? We are. We have uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pod Bible, where we're always uh, not just posting about um, the magazine and the podcast, but also posing questions like, what "Was the first podcast you ever listened to?" Yeah. or "What's your favourite interview podcast?" That kind of stuff. Stuff to get uh, involved in. So go and have a look. Absolutely. And if you uh, don't manage to get hold of a print copy of the magazine, then you can grab yourself uh, a free look at it uh, on our website, which is www. 
popbiblemag.com. There's a blog over there which is updated regularly by you, Adam, and Joe, right? Yeah, yeah. We have the wonderful Joe who's helping out with a lot of stuff behind the scenes, so nice to give him a, a shout-out. This will also prove whether or not he listens to the podcast. Exactly. Uh, if he says that, we'll catch yeah. him out. Uh, you can email us at info at popbiblemag.com. And finally... Crescendo endo. little duet? Yeah, let's do it. Pop Bible Podcast is delighted yeah, yeah. to be brought to you uh, uh. by <laughs> Audible.